Previously on Algoa FM. Jax Jones teaming up with vocalist Callum Scott. The song called Whistle occupies the number 14 spots on the Algoa FM Top 30 at the moment. Echo Smith started off the two back-to-back on the drive on Algoa FM. Goodbye. It's funny because it's not really goodbye at all. It's hello to Dr. Warren Muller. Good afternoon. Hi, Sean. Um, so, I have an interventional cardiologist from Life St. George's Hospital sitting opposite me. Uh, you uh, matriculated at Westring High School, which they must be very proud of. Yes, um, in 2004. Okay. Seems a bit of a lifetime ago. No, we don't play that game. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> now, now I've already joined the Pillar and what Brilla and Pillar uh, Brigade. So uh, we want to find out a little bit more about some of the new treatment options that you have uh, as far as cardiac health is concerned um, and the technical term atrial fibrillation, um, a first for the Eastern Cape at Life St. George's. Um, and, well, I mean, the cardiac center has been around for, what is it, just about 13 years, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and plenty life-saving that goes on there. But obviously, the patients need to play a role as well, I suppose. So, let's let's start with, what is this new thing <laughs> that yeah. I've now given the name for? Yeah, so the left atrial appendage occlusion device is essentially something we are using as a stroke prevention tool. Stroke prevention. Yeah. So atrial fibrillation is an irregular heart rhythm and what that does in your heart, it creates clots forming in the left atrial appendage. And if those clots get loose and they go to your brain, they can result in stroke. And normally your GP or your physician will place you on blood thinners, but there's two sides of the coin. Mm. The one side is stroke prevention with blood thinners but the other side is a bleeding tendency. So there are some patients that bleed, and in those patients, we can offer them a left atrial appendage occlusion to close off the left atrial appendage where you form clots in your heart. Okay. And this is now regarded as as groundbreaking and an acceptable thing. Yeah. So there's actually not many centers in South Africa offering this. Sure. And we are very proud to offer this to the Eastern Cape population. Okay. So, it's funny you should say, and just in a very quick aside, so as a person who is a cardiovascular disease patient, I have been on blood thinners, and I obviously have cardiac aspirin. My only question is, to the manufacturers, you are making something that makes people not stop bleeding. Why do you package it in stuff that will cut people? (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Um, Anyway... (laughs) So let's talk a little bit more about the procedure. And it says minimally invasive, yeah. which I kind of understand as well. So, so then what happens? So essentially what we do, um, we, it's in cath lab, yeah. and it's under a general anesthetic. And via a small puncture hole in your groin, we can then feed catheters up to your heart. And we cross over from the right side to the left side. And then we essentially can deploy a device into the left atrial appendage, which essentially is a sac that comes off the side of your heart. Mm-hmm. And we can plug that with a device. Once we're happy, we take lots of pictures, angiograms, we do a TOE, which is an ultrasound, to look to see is the device well-seated. And if it's well-seated, oh, wow. we can actually release the device and we can remove our catheters. And we usually put one stitch in the groin um, just to control bleeding. But it's usually very, not quick, but you know, minimally invasive, as you say. Well, that yeah. That being said, I've uh, I've had two visits to the cath lab. Um, I'm a champion of three stents, um, but mine was done through, through the wrist, arm, yeah. yeah uh, which I 
I, I guess, is, is, is preferable to the patient. But that clamp that they put on afterwards to, to make sure that you don't bleed out is incredibly painful, I have yeah. to say. So maybe a, a stitch in the groin and, and catheterizing that way would be um, preferable. Yeah. I suppose each... Each cardiovascular kind of yeah. surgeon or yeah. cardiologist would have a preference. Yeah, the, the arm is usually the artery. We use the vein for this ah. procedure, and the vein in the arm is just too small for the procedure, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> I hope not to need one. I'm just <laughs> saying. Uh, and apparently, you could be out of hospital after 24 hours. Yeah, so that's the beauty of modern cardiology these days. Um, most patients are discharged within 24 hours. There might be the odd one or two, 48 hours, but it's never more than that. Right. So what symptoms should a person be looking out for um, that would result in them needing this particular um, treatment? So if you have atrial fibrillation, so the irregular heart rhythm, and you have a bleeding tendency, then you are definitely a candidate for, for this left atrial appendage occlusion. Other symptoms you might have for, with AF is going to be palpitations, so rapid um, heart rates, and irregular heart sound if your GP picks it up. Um, shortness of breath, and especially if you're walking on an incline, you might huff and puff and become, you know, short of breath, and then often fatigue. So tiredness is often one of the signs and symptoms for atrial fibrillation. Right. Then comes the part where you've told us what you can do in response to a less than ideal heart. But if we're listening to this, our goal, respectfully, is never to see you or <laughs> well, preferably not to see you respectfully. Yes. So how would we avoid <laughs> the cardiologist? How would you keep your, or what do we need to do to keep our hearts healthy? I think living a balanced lifestyle, and that always includes a good diet, low fats, low sugars, so all the good stuff in life, unfortunately. But every now and again, it's not too bad. Um, definitely stop smoking. And then lots of exercise, at least half an hour a day for five days a week usually does a trick. Mm. And trying to lose weight because we know obesity puts you at a higher risk for strokes and atrial fibrillation. Okay. Yeah, well, absolutely true. Right. Now we have found out just about as much as we need to. Uh, anything else that, that you'd like to add since we have the opportunity? Um, Obviously, we should come and see you at Life St. George's. Um, I've been talking to Dr. Warren Muller, the interventional cardiologist at Life St. George's Hospital. Closing remarks for you? Yeah, I think we're very excited to offer this to our patients in the Eastern Cape. Before, a lot of our patients had to travel to Cape Town or Johannesburg. Right. And this just makes things easier for them to access this type of service. Right. Awesome. Enjoy the rest of Tuesday that, as I said, had all the hallmarks of a Monday. And uh, thanks for making it through a radio interview uh, because this is my specialty and that one is yours, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks, y'all. Your digital library experience. Podcasts from algoafm.co.za.